0: Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Welcome to the What I Wish I Knew podcast by Dental Head Start. My name's Chittam Kippel and today we'll be talking all things implants, specifically how to introduce implants to your practice if you haven't done it before. Now, it's not just a matter of buying all the equipment and getting started and doing a course. There is a huge um, amount of work that is involved in practically implementing all of the workflows that come with introducing implants to your practice. Dr. Namita Gupta is a highly experienced implant and cosmetic surgeon she um, is a multi-practice owner she's a key opinion leader for several dental manufacturers and she also um, is one of the university of sydney's um, grad dip implant program So she has experienced introducing implants to all of her practices, and she goes into all of the elements of this, and this includes how to stock up in an efficient way, it can be really costly, how to um, train your staff, how to obtain the right kind of mentorship, um, and of course, considering all of the business ac- aspects of implant dentistry and making sure it's a good return on investment, it can actually be a really excellent return on investment if you consider all of the factors and execute them properly. But equally, you can end up wasting a lot of time and money and resources stocking up for something that, you know, a procedure you don't do very often or um, you know you can be bogged down in all of the componentry especially if you stock up with multiple brands so we get started talking about the business side of implant dentistry
1: so it was actually completely by chance i actually never thought of implants as being my particular specialty of choice so when i graduated dental school i'd been working for a prosthodontist and an orthodontist Um, I did think that I would potentially go and specialise, but then got into general dentistry, loved it, loved the business side of it as well, decided that GP practice was probably more my thing. But I definitely wanted to upskill and, you know, be kind of your super GP rather than just doing your bread and butter dentistry. And thought maybe orthodontics or cosmetic dentistry might be more my jam. Um, and But then my mentor, who was Tony O at the time, who I used to work for as a Saturday nurse while I was in dental school, he sort of um, implied that maybe implants might be a good way to go. I did Richard Chan's CPD courses through the ADA, which were a couple of weeks and really enjoyed them. And then just decided to apply for the graduate diploma at Sydney University and happened to get in which was a real fluke at the time I was pretty young pretty fresh out of dental school and so I did the graduate diploma and I've just never looked back and looking back on it I just think it was just by chance knowing some interesting people who were in the field and and yeah I love it so that's how I got into it.
0: I love that you mentioned the business side of implants because every dentist thinks it's thinks it's like 100% clinical, but there's actually a practical side to implementing um, or introducing implants into your practices, um, like list of services that are offered. So I really want to sort of do a deep dive into this. Say you're an associate at a practice and you've done some really good comprehensive courses of which the grad dip is the best of course <laughs> um, say you're ready to implement it in your practice yeah. how would one even go about this this pretty it's pretty big task
1: isn't it it's mammoth and i think it's really daunting to be honest uh, i know so many clinicians that have done amazing cpd continuing education courses in implants and clinically could be really good, but there's a lot of aspects to any sort of specialty, any sort of extra um, special part of dentistry that you decide to choose to embark on. That if you don't have good systems in place as to how to actually implement implant that into your business, you're never that, really going to get pun? off the ground. Yeah, that's a pun. Um, <laughs> it, you're never really going to get off the ground. And you're always going to be stuck in this real theoretical aspect of that particular specialty. So Um, inserting implants into the business of dentistry, I think is a mammoth task and can be extremely daunting, uh, without having a clear pathway as to how to do it. So in my mind, when I finished the implant diploma, I was pretty fresh. I didn't have that much experience with implants. Majority of my experience from a clinical standpoint was what I had done through the actual diploma itself. And so when I graduated, there were four key aspects to it that I knew I had to get a handle on and figure out a system around. One of which was, and I think it's probably one of the biggest ones, is mentorship. So without mentorship, I just don't think any new skill that we learn as clinicians can really be um, implanted into our clinical practice in a great way. Basically, you know, I continued the mentorship that had started through the diploma, but I think any dentist who has a relationship with great special specialists or super GPs in that particular field can set up a really great mentorship um, relationship. And I just don't think it can be underestimated. Mentors provide you that confidence to be able to tackle more difficult cases, but hold your hand through those procedures and can really guide you on a lot of the practical aspects of it that we don't get taught in university settings or continuing education settings, such as what to charge, how long to leave between stages of implant therapy, um, what are some of the records that are really important taking and, and so on and so forth. Consent forms, for instance, how to talk about implants in the treatment planning phase of um, your treatments with patients in order to get the patients in the first place, which is, I know a lot of practitioners talk about, well, my practice just doesn't have implant patients. How do I even start that? And so just knowing how to engage with your patients in a meaningful way and talk with confidence and what to say, what not to say, what's important. Um, a mentor can really guide you in that. So the first thing for me was developing mentors, uh, a mentorship relationship that's continuing. And I graduated from the grad dip in 2009. I still have those mentors in my life still mentoring me. We, we liaise on big cases all the time. I'm still learning from them. So cannot underestimate that relationship. The second one is just continuing your continuing education pathway. What part of that are you going to, continue, you're going to stick to the restorative side or the surgical side or both? Are there key aspects in implants that you still need to dive deeper when it comes to education, such as soft tissue management, um, peri-implantitis management, et cetera, et cetera. So just having a bit more of a thought around that and maybe strategizing how and when and what aspects of that you're going to tackle, what are you going to continue to refer out for the moment until you get a better handle on those aspects of treatment?
0: Yeah, and I, and I totally agree with you in terms of education that um, there's, there's so many different approaches to implant dentistry. It's actually not consistently, it's not taught that consistently. There's a lot of variation in the clinical approach and the solution for me is do as many different courses as you can to gain exposure to all of that. And under the guidance of a mentor, as you said, you can start refining your own approach, but it's not just like a do one course or do a weekend course thing, not at all. all. In fact, the more I learned about implants for a while there, the fewer I did because, um, you know, the more you learn what what can go wrong and how to manage it, I think the more um, skilled you become or the more selective you become with your um, case selection
1: 100 yeah, percent. i think if you're a good clinician you're really outcome based and so you're always looking for best outcomes for our patients and if we don't think we can deliver it especially when we're in that learning trajectory sometimes we you know don't want to embark on certain treatments because we don't believe we're the best to be able to handle it The way I did it was I just took bite-sized chunks of implant dentistry and tried to master it at a time. And that's where the mentorship really helps because if you've got a good mentor who you can work collaboratively with, you know, there's aspects of the treatment which you can pass over while you're still learning certain other aspects to it and gradually over time as you build your confidence and you start seeing those patients for reviews and you can see your treatment being successful you take on more and more of the treatment and start expanding out the the treatment that you feel comfortable offering your patients um so you know just sort of thinking about what aspects of treatment am I just going to focus on the pros, for instance, to start with and send the surgical over to my mentor, assist them, watch them, and then maybe then start placing some implants with them assisting you. Those sorts of um, relationships are really important, but the continuing education is also really important just to keep abreast of what's current um in terms of implant dentistry it's so fast paced and moving there are always new techniques coming out knowing what to apply to your clinical practice and what not to apply also can make a big difference to how you experience it and what else is another important aspect when you're getting started Yeah. So the third one, I think that a lot of people, I I feel like it's a mistake is they implement too many different implant systems into their clinical practice. And there's so much that can go wrong there. Firstly, just the inventory required to start up with implants in your clinical practice is huge. So the costs associated are huge. But then if you're thinking about it from your staff's perspective, if you have various different systems, you know, there's Just so much more capacity for mistakes to occur not having drills inserted into right kits and you as a practitioner have to then try and get your head around all the different nuances of different systems and there are various different challenges to different systems just knowing how best to manage one system is enough sometimes for a few years so I really think that just picking one system, knowing why you've picked it, developing a really good relationship with your um, rep from that company and, and getting them to sort of hold your hand through it as well. And then just mastering that one system then allows you to maybe implement more than one system down the track and do it confidently and knowing why you're inserting a different system. What are the benefits of another system over the one that you've been using and, and knowing when you're going to use it. So that would be the third
2: As dentists and dental students, we all have difficult days. You may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional and psychological health and well-being. This is exactly what dental practitioner support is for. It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to deep breathe.
0: Can I ask at the moment, what is your go-to system? Like if you had to start all over again, what system would you start with as a personal preference?
1: Oh, that's a loaded question, So (laughs) I use um, Astra at the moment, but, um, you know, and I always have used Astra Tech implants since I graduated. Look, I think that a lot of the systems are really, really good. The top four, five, you know, your 3i, Noble Biocare, astra strauman they all offer really exceptional long-term results and i don't think you can go wrong with any of those systems um i i think In terms of ease of use, some systems are easier to use than others. But if you have a mentor, I would probably stick to maybe the system that they use because that's going to be the best way to learn is if you've got a mentor who can guide you through, like, for instance, with Astra, the drilling technique to, you know, to create your osteotomy for an Astra take implant is quite different from others and can be quite difficult to master. So if you have a mentor who can guide you through that, you, you're going to do really well with that system. And same for Straumann, same for Noble Biocare. So I think any of those systems are great. I, I, I couldn't pick between them, to be honest. I personally use Astra, because that's what my mentor used. That's what I've learned to master. Um, but I think just picking one system, probably the one that your mentor Suggests is probably a great way to start.
0: Yeah. And look, I would say I'm personally guilty of, um, you know, committing that mistake, which is having not deciding on one full on system, but just changing over a bit too frequently at the beginning. And any dentist who places implants will totally relate to this thing. We have a part of our practice that has a box with little sterilized pouches with components of random bits of implant things that I have no idea what they are. I have no idea which system they belong. And I feel like there are hundreds and hundreds of these bags. And I don't know why I keep them because (laughs) I'm waiting for some magical moment. I feel like I want to get all of the reps together and just empty out the, the, the box of stuff and go, guys, you know, work this
1: out well you know like starting off with implants is really costly as well and I don't think we should forget about that at the end of the day we go to our jobs to have an income and you know bring home the bacon so to speak so if we're going ahead and investing in all this inventory for implants plus our continuing education um, and all the time that's spent in mastering a new technique and new system i just think you know we the more we can simplify the business of implants the better it's going to be the more profitable it's going to be and the more fun you're going to end up having with it and the more fun you have with it the more you're going to apply it to your your practice yeah love it yeah so i think the fourth one though and it can't be underestimated is processes um and i know that you're you know you're the practice management queen but processes are so important, just getting your head around exactly how you're going to implement implants into your practice is really, really important. So the way I did it, um, there were four main aspects to processes that I looked at. The first one was I created a flow chart for myself and my staff in terms of treatment planning. And it's something that I use in my teachings as well, just to help get people's minds around the infinite possibilities around treatment planning, how long, um, to leave between stages of implants etc cetera, etc cetera. so just having a flowchart or a, a diagrammatically representing how you're going to approach treatment planning can really help not just yourself but also your staff understand why and when you do certain things the second is creating templates for yourself and your staff so this could be around costings it could be consent forms but as many templates that you can have in your practice management software or on an excel or word document it can just make life a lot easier and you'll find that your staff can really take over and start doing a lot of those things for you because we're all really busy in our general day-to-day clinical dentistry the more we can outsource aspects of this the better Um, the third would be records so knowing what records you want to take and when you want to take them so pre-op during treatment and post-op. Records are so important, not just from a medical legal standpoint, but communication with your patients to be able to look back on and see how results have been over time. Um, so just making sure that you've got good systems around records. And also if you are to go later on into Teaching, having really good records does help with that too. So I think records are really important.
0: What specifically do you mean by records? Are you talking about like moulds, digital scans, notes, photos? Exactly.
1: all of it basically, but keeping it streamlined and simple. So when I started with records, initially it was really analogue. Now we're moving more and more digital, um, but it would involve taking your pre-op photographs. Um, I have a limited series that I take uh, for my implant patients. Um, And then, you know, taking a digital scan now that can be, you know, recorded um, and that helps with, say, surgical guide planning and um, implant prosthetic planning as well cbct or any x-rays that you may need to take Um, so those sorts of records Mm -hmm. articulated study models etc however you do do it but basically deciding what records do you need and when are you going to take them and when when are you going to repeat them
2: do you want to add orthodontics to your general practice So many patients today are looking for aesthetic outcomes and and changes, things that we can do with things like aligners and fixed braces that can put the teeth where they need to be so we can be more minimal in what we do to those teeth. I know it's something I wanted to learn and personally, I've gone down the path with OrthoEd doing the mini-masters. I'm also getting treatment myself, I'm in aligners right now. If you're ready to go all in with orthodontics you can go and do the mini masters with ortho ed and dr jeff hall and at the end you can get a postgraduate diploma but if you're starting off with smaller steps they even have some online education including aligners and aligner courses that are standalone in the COVID environment we're currently in these courses have remained live and we can then go and do them in person later on i really appreciate the way they've managed that and i'm still getting tons of value Orthoed gives you an understanding from the foundational level. You understand aligners as well as fixed braces, the mechanics, and all the things in between. If you're about to start your orthodontic journey, check out dentalheadstart.com/orthoed to get 10% off their entire range. You might even run into me at one of the courses.
1: The last part of the processes is is really staff training and that I don't think we can underestimate either. It's such a big component of implant dentistry and the business of implants and it can take a lot of time. But I think that the better you can train your staff, the more you can outsource aspects of implant treatment to your staff and they can help support you in it initially i know that when i first started i did everything myself from all the records to the treatment plans consent forms etc it can be really time consuming but it's probably a good thing to do initially yourself so you can kind of streamline it but once you've streamlined it outsourcing that to your staff is really important so teaching them how to take your records for you but also discussing treatment plans and costs etc they need to be able to answer queries on the phone Um, if you're advertising that you're an implant practice they need some information and be you know tooled up basically on how to speak about implants and answer basic questions around them so giving them those verbal skills Um, they can Pre-populate consent form templates for you so that that can also save a lot of time, Um, organizing appointments and appointment scheduling. So the better handle they have as to what your treatment planning flowchart generally looks like, the easier it is for them on the front desk to be able to, you know, get those appointments into your book. Um, Payment plans. Are you going to have any sort of payment plan options for your patients? Implants can be pretty expensive. And we need to sometimes think about how we're going to get this over the line for our patients, what will make it easier for them to accept treatment plans. So having a full team approach to it really helps, but also payment plans might be something that you may want to offer. And what does that look like for your practice? Um, And then basically it then comes down to actually assisting the various steps of implants as well, making sure that very expensive inventory that we've invested in doesn't, you know, end up in the bin or is, you know, autoclaved or sterilized incorrectly or goes into the wrong kits. So basically training them and, you know, all the aspects of assisting sterilizing and inventory management. Uh, That was the, probably
0: the most concise and practical guide for how to get started with (laughs) implants I've ever heard. I thank you for that. That literally reminded me how many layers to this there is. And so it's so easy to do a course and think implant dentistry is sticking fixture in a bone, but I think there are just so, there's so much detail to doing it correctly. And it would be so easy to just try and implement it and have a poor return on investment if you hadn't streamlined or optimized each of those processes and all of the points you raised, there will be easy to, you know, have a negative outcome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that negative outcomes, you know, often we blame ourselves, our clinical abilities as to why, you know, we've had negative outcomes, but I think often it's it boils down to the business of implants a lot of the time. So it's the way we've communicated um, options to the patient, maybe not being confident in some of the options that we've presented to patients, maybe not having an understanding as to how much it's going to cost them, how much time it's going to require to give them their final outcomes, what they can expect of their final outcomes um, and having our staff be able to support those conversations a lot of the times can really end up in you know not having treatment plans be accepted and that's really half the battle when it comes to implants more than anything is just getting the patients over the line in terms of treatment planning so the more we can kind of think about that and go okay what from the psychology of a patient what is it that they're looking for when they pick a practitioner to do particular treatments for them and then how am I going to present myself and how is my team going to present in order to basically land that treatment plan and give that patient the confidence to go ahead with us
0: yeah well Namita I can see that you're a total asset to the Sydney Uni grad dip um faculty there so thank you so much for sharing that that was amazing
1: no problem thanks so much
2: And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you wanna get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.